And uh, welcome back to the Film Site Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Ashid. I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today we're going to be talking about A Quiet Place. Yes. Uh, that was the smoothest intro uh, yeah, I've yeah, done yeah. in several weeks. It was, it was very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, welcome back. Yeah. What's up, man? I'll be on The Quiet Place today. I just seen that movie today. Oh, yeah. You just walked out of the theater. Just like walked out of minutes ago. And it's like, it, this is the thing. Like, we usually when I come back from um, same day recordings from a th- like theater, mm. I have something to say about the experience there. And this time, I was the asshole that I talk shit about all the time. <laughs> I was like, I don't like going to theater because then I have, like, somebody eating their popcorn all loud right. or some kid, like, kicking stuff and talking or whatever or, or somebody just coughing, you know, whatever. And that was me, like, sniffling and sneezing. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, shit. And, and we're watching A Quiet Place. Yeah, which and, is a very quiet movie. Very quiet movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, uh, <laughs> just the, you know, the whole thing. And it's very obvious, you know? It's like, wow. Was there other people with you in the cinema? Uh, yeah, there were like probably 10 to 12 other oh, people really? in there. That's yeah. impressive. I thought that yeah. movie would be like first two weeks and then nobody else would go see Oh, no, it. people still seeing it, yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. There were uh, people seeing uh, Isle of Dogs. Uh, there was a pretty good line when I went this morning, but uh, Isle of Dogs, they were mostly going to see that. That's a fucking great movie. To go yeah, see. it is. Oh, yeah. Into it. Did you go to North Lake? Yeah, North Lake, yes. yeah. And I'm che- surprised. That, mo- that theater has been getting like like a few, like it's been getting packed it the past is. couple of weeks. It is. What were you going to say? I was going to say, and guys, make sure you check out last week's episode, Isle of Dogs, if you haven't um, seen the movie or just go ahead and listen to the episode. Yeah. Yeah, we're there with Lauren talking about yeah. uh, Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs. Hell yeah. Uh, anybody, Ketchup, Condiments, mm. uh, what's been up? Uh, uh, let's see. There was a show that me and you were, uh, I was starting to show you last night at the uh, the get-together, a show called Lost right. in Space. Uh, uh, I know nothing about it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a reboot of uh, some sort. I don't know anything about the original, but um, I started watching this one on uh, Netflix. Mm. It looks really good. Um, the acting is... Okay-ish, okay. you know, but the uh, the story so far is, is is really nice, and I mean I like sci-fi stuff. So I mean if you like sci-fi and something that's gonna look really good, I mean it's I'm two episodes in and I'm gonna binge it tonight. So I mean it's it looks like it's gonna be alright. See, I thought I, I thought I was into sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure anymore. What, what what got you? Because every time I see out something sci-fi-ish, yeah, I'm just like I've seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. need to see it. I've seen it. Okay. Yeah, but like yeah. someone that would be into sci-fi would be like, fuck yeah, sci-fi. Oh, yeah, but like, yeah. I'm just kind of like, oh, the dude in a spacesuit that gets lost in space. Mm-hmm. I've seen that 700 times. Millions of times. To, oh, I don't yeah. need to see that again. I got uh, Oh, the, the, the kid that finds an alien, I saw E.T. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just something about the, um, even even like being outside like last night, mm-hmm. it's like we, we have people in front of you, but then you can just look up and just know that there's no way we're out here by ourselves. Right. Like all these fucking stars, you know, it's like, fuck. So, I mean, that's the, the fascination with that is why I'm really into sci-fi. It's yeah. just in space and never knowing what you, just the nothingness of it, you know. I, I I like yeah. the I like the sort of the, the Lovecraftian horror of not knowing what's out there. Yeah, I really enjoy that aspect. But there's so many like narratives that take that approach uh-huh. in sci-fi that I just feel like I don't get enough of like that sort of Lovecraftian unknowing. Like this is this could be great, but it could also be fucking terrifying. Okay, we don't yeah. know what we're finding there. There's not a lot of movies that go that route. I not think that, mainstream, definitely not. I think the closest thing that I remember to that was like the original Alien. You know, it yeah, had yeah, that yeah. Lovecraftian that's, that's element of not knowing what the fuck was happening. That's for earlier on stuff. I mean, but there, there's some, like, B-type movies. There's a lot of sci-fi B movies to where they explore a lot of good ideas. But if you if we're talking about mainstream, you're not going to get a lot of that. The uh, The last sci-fi movie that I really loved that was mainstream was, um, what's the one where they uh, were talking about Arrival? 
Oh, right. Well, that was a really good yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. Rob Because, yeah, that was in your typical sci-fi. That was like a humanitarian type sci-fi Somewhere, thing. Yeah. So I'm into that. I mean, I love sci-fi. Yeah. I love like B sci-fi. Mm. But like, it's just like weird stories that are here. So like, I'm not into sci-fi and or fantasy as much as I thought I was into sci-fi <laughs> yeah. and or fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I just, turns out there's just some really good sci-fi and fantasy things that I really enjoy. Like, like Black Mirror. Yeah. Black Mirror is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of sci-fi, but yeah, based in technology. It, yeah, it, it's kind of like like a. It's I would call it like like techno horror. Mm. It's kind of what I would call definitely Black horror. Yeah, yeah. I like that. It's it's a weird it's a weird dynamic on what yeah. the fuck oh, sci-fi yeah. is lately. Oh yeah. Um, what about you? What you been up to? I haven't been up to a lot. I've been at school mm. a lot. Mm. Uh, How has the school been? Anything changed? Any new things? We changed owners. So, like, the school itself changed owners, yep. so it's no I, longer I, EDMC. Yep. I got I got a letter saying that uh, my diploma is now accredited. Oh, oh lit. That is, that's very nice. It's um, an accredited uh, institution now. Well, that's fucking good. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, so, like, we changed owners, and they've been really nice with helping us kind of get shit together. Nice. Because you know that we had that whole thing where, like, the technology... People just kind of like left. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like I was stuck running the cage for a while with mm. no real experience. I didn't know what the fuck I was yeah, doing. Yeah. But someone needed to do it. So like now we got a new like like management policies and everything that nice. I think are good. Okay. Uh, we're, we're it's easier to get equipment now and get things fixed. All People right. are okay with that. Mm. Uh, I'm no longer manager of anything. Yeah, all right. Which yeah. is good. <laughs> Because right. I, I used to like I, I like the position of like having to run the case and like keeping track of that organized. Mm. Uh, fuck, uh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I mean, I remember we had this conversation on on podcast at the right. beginning. It's just like no, fuck that. Like, is it worth it? <laughs> like, yeah, and, and like I really enjoy doing it because it's a good thing to like be able to put on your references mm. and like I kept track of everything that was working and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I enjoy doing it, but it's just like if I'm not getting paid more, it's like I don't care. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. it was a resume builder for me, too. And yeah. what you will see is on Indeed, when you have this AV uh, type of IT thing mm-hmm. on a resume, man, they will blow your fucking phone up. That, that's really No nice. shit. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's wild. Um, so that's kind of, the school's been fine. I think the teachers are, like, the, the most lacking resource, I think. There's just not that very many teachers. Yeah. And that's just because North Carolina has a lot of many people that do the kind of work that we do and are qualified to teach. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah. yeah. So they just kind of keep like begging teachers to come back. Yep. <laughs> but That's what I was saying too. Yeah. Other than that, it's it's fine. I I go to classrooms. I I do my thing. Mm-hmm. It sucks that I feel like I I've learned everything that I have to learn from yeah. the school, and yeah. I still got like six more months in there. Yeah. That kind of sucks because I'm in the classrooms <laughs> like. Ah, I'm really bored right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like we have a photojournalism class, and that teacher. It's just like a walking anesthetic. Like he's str- like he's just funny. Put me down. Yeah, he's like <laughs> funny. He's like that awkward kind of funny. Mm. But he's just so like uninteresting. Have I was he there when I was there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For okay. sure. Oh, know, know. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you when we. Start I know what you're talking about. Now, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but he's just like the way he talks. It's just like he yep. says Put two sentences right and you're just like, dude, I don't give a fuck what you're saying. Yeah. I just want to take a nap. Yeah. Uh, so I've been thinking about that. But other than that, it's been great. Yeah. There was some uh, some music you were putting me on yesterday. Um, was it a semi-cinematic? Semi-cinematic. It's yeah. Kaleon Fox. Nice. Uh, that's like the official name. His YouTube channel is Sensei Lei Fox. Nice. Yeah. Really fucking good. It I've is. Been, I've been listening to it like crazy. I was jamming to it last night. Yeah. It was good so stuff. I've been, I've been watching music videos over mm. the last like four days. Yeah. 
Because I might somewhere along last week in my head, I just like I gotta make a music video, <laughs> and not that I should make a music video, mm. not that hey maybe I should maybe I have to make a no, like I have to make a yes. music video. That's yeah. been the obsession yeah. uh, lately. So I've been just browsing like a lot of music videos. I saw some of the ones that David Fincher directed. Oh yes, he's very. Those nice. were really interesting. Mm-hmm. He has really nice editing yep. on the music videos. Did you see the one where the uh, he's in? It's just a car driving through the mountains for like five minutes I on a Warner. It's really nice. Nice. I have to look it up. I saw a suit and tie, and I saw the Madonna one. Those are the ones okay. that I've seen. Nice. And then I just kind of went into this whole chain of like interesting music videos. I yeah. saw a couple of Tyler the Creator music videos. Oh, it's really nice. Which oh, they're so well produced mm-hmm. and like. And I don't know, like the, the everything. The last couple of thoughts in my head has just been like, how do I recreate some of these looks and mm-hmm. use them my way, and yada 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 and all that. Bullshit. So now I'm kind of like trying to scout out an artist that has music they want visuals to and see if I can work something out. Because ah. uh, uh, I, I don't know. It's just like it's a new obsession. Yeah. So that's kind of what I've been up to. Well, while you were listening to these videos, I was listening to a, a Hardee's commercial. <laughs> they, that's been, there's, an, there's a Hardee's ad that's been running for like the past two weeks. And it's like a, <laughs> uh, a country... Uh, auto-tuned hip hop like it's like country trap. I would call it country trap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It's 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 so it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, but if if you hear this, it, you know what? Like, you, if you hear if you hear me talking about this, you've probably been turning this off every single time. every single time. Going the, hard know, at the Arties. I mean, this this I love this commercial though. I <laughs> love this really commercial. Good. You know, yeah. Um, I've been uh, pissing my girlfriend off pretty well. <laughs> Playing this song like twenty to thirty times, but it, yeah, if you go check it out, down, uh, go to uh, go to YouTube and it's a uh, Taste Like America Hardy's commercial, and then you'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> biscuits in the back. See, that's the line that got me when I was yeah, hearing man. that. That's uh, Hardy's is Hardy's marketing campaign, and uh, Hardy's and Arby's are uh, killing it in the marketing game. Arby's is slowing down a little bit now, but yeah, yeah, that Arby's was on it for a while. Uh, but have you seen like their social media marketing? Uh, no, I haven't checked. Arby's, Arby's is like grabbing the geek market. Have you have you checked Wendy's social media? Wendy's they, Twitter is fucking hilarious. Yes, man, <laughs> they, they dropped a mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, I've not heard of that. <laughs> they dropped, it's on Spotify. <laughs> they seriously dropped. It was like a four or five song mixtape, and they talk shit about like all the other fast food chains. <laughs> it's pretty. I hard. fucking love it. Yes, man. Uh, <laughs> I like what they're doing. But Arby's is they do a lot of like cardboard like. Art of like mm. popular anime. Oh no, games. I have been seeing that yeah. on Facebook. Okay, yeah, fucking yeah. killing. Yeah, it. they have some uh, some Dragon Ball Z uh, and like super the ultra instinct yeah. shit. Just like, mm. yeah. I don't even eat Arby's, but every time I say, I'm just done, like, yeah. man, I should go get some fucking Arby's. Yeah, man. Uh, they're <laughs> killing it. <laughs> fucking I, meme culture. I uh, I asked my girlfriend this week um, if, and I want to ask you: Is there any at any point in your life would you ever be interested in going to Coachella? No. 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 She said the same thing. Uh, I get that the, it's like like a great experience yeah. to like go hang out with a couple of people. No, not even a couple. Uh, a couple hundred people. <laughs> a couple, hundred a couple thousand. thousand. <laughs> you know, whatever figure suits. Coachella. Lots of yeah, hundreds like, of thousands. Yeah, it's like for me, it's a good idea if you have like a like a fairly big group of people mm. like with you, and then you all decide you all want to go to Coachella. Uh, yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, going to Coachella, however. Sounds like the antithesis of a good time for me. It sounds <laughs> yeah. like the complete opposite of what mm. I would consider anything it, fun. B- yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> so many people. Lots of people. There are so many like like hipster, sort of flowery, hippie mm. people. Mm. 
It's and not going to smell good either when you have that many people packed on top of each other. No, no, it's just... not going to smell good. It's going to smell like vaguely of piss and sadness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just B.O. and yeah, it's, it's not going to be great. But yeah. it's like, I, I still want to go. I, 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 I want to go to experience stuff like, like that, Burning Man. Um, Burning Man I would be into. Yeah? Burning Man okay. I would be kind of interesting. All right. Because that's... I don't know. I just feel like Coachella is kind of like, like a less interesting version of Burning Man. You know, uh, like the entertainment value, like right. Burning Man. Like I know I'm going to be tripping balls. I'm going to be on shrooms <laughs> and LSD, and I'm going to be out in the desert and just maybe find myself and realize that I'm actually God. <laughs> you know, in <laughs> Burning Man. But at Coachella, you know, like it, it just uh, passed this past week, mm-hmm. and um, Beyonce shut it down with like a HBCU performance. Um, who, who else was there? There was, there was a number of people was, there. Uh, I, the only ones I know of is Beyonce. I know Cardi and, B was and, there at some point. I think so. Mm-hmm. And Shaking then the yodeling kid. Ass. Oh, yeah. The yodeling kid yeah. was out there. Those yeah. are the only three things that I know that happened in Coachella. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just, uh, I was... Bieber was there. Post Malone was there, too. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's nice. like pretty much everybody that's worth yeah. a dime in the musical world right now is at yeah. Coachella. Like, Rihanna's always uh, showing up there. Like, even if she's not going to perform, she's there. But, I mean, it's like, I, I want to go just to experience one time to know that I did it. Right, you know? yeah. And then never again. Just to mark it <laughs> off the resume. Like, yeah. yeah. The bucket list. Yeah. It looks interesting. Yeah. But I, I just know that I have to be really high to enjoy it. Because there's Ooh. no way that I can enjoy that sober. There's so many mm. people. There's a lot of people. And there's so much noise. Lots that of if noise. I am not fucking blitz of my goddamn mind, mm-hmm. I will hate it. <laughs> yeah. Immediately. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of like a prerequisite for parties, I feel yeah. like, too. You know, as soon as I get into a party, like, the first thing is like, let me have these few beers and shots in order to, to get comfortable <laughs> and acclimated to this situation of being social. Like, you have to be on. Yep. You know? That's and, literally what I did. Last night, you had, a, like, a little get-together. That's yeah. literally what I did. I yeah. just... Drank three Smirnoff outside of your house, and I did two shots of vodka before mm. I even talked to anybody. Yep. Yeah, man. I mean, that's <laughs> that's that's kind of the the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking. But <laughs> Coachella looks interesting from an outsider's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go to Coachella, that's all I need to know in in terms of experiencing Coachella. Oh yeah. You know, because if you go, you'll tell me how it was, mm-hmm. and it's be like, good. I never have. Never to have that. to do that now. Never <laughs> have to do that. Now. <laughs> yeah. Burning Man, I'm interested in. Yeah. Burning Man sounds like a lot of fun. I believe it would be, yeah. Um, except it's in a desert, and it I kind of hate the heat. It is. But, like, I don't know. There's naked people running about and people you can, you tripping off and doing all whatever they Lots want. of people so, tripping out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That sounds interesting. Get some ayahuasca and, you know, just find yourself. Ayahuasca? Yeah, they do a lot of ayahuasca out there. What the fuck is ayahuasca? It's like a peyote type thing. Or, oh, okay. Uh, I think there's, like, DMT inside of it. Interesting. Yeah. People find a lot of interesting ways to get high. They I found do. that a lot. They do. The human condition is so exhausting and miserable that people constantly find ways to not experience it. And, 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 and you know what? You know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm upset again. Yeah? I'm upset again because <laughs> the same way that the internet and has, or the FBI has uh, taken away our um, back page, they've also been taking away lanes for finding illegal drugs that I can't find like this in my local true. neighborhoods. Yep. Not happy about this. Not happy about that either. <laughs> you, you know, and, and this is the thing, like the things, <laughs> these things that I'm upset about, it's like there's not an uproar because you can't, you know, go out, you know, and, and picket and, you know, and protest about your illegal drugs and your prostitutes yeah. being taken away. <laughs> you, know? you can't really protest the lack of cocaine. You know? <laughs> no. no, I mean, you, you could probably still, feel, well, no, yeah, that too, then, but you could probably still find some cocaine, no. but you can't, but like mushrooms <laughs> and LSD or DMT or any of the fun drugs that, you, you know, we really got to have some really connected fun 
fun friends for. Yeah. Like you can't just find that on the internet. And that's what the internet used to be fun for, what good for. <laughs> you know, and they're taking, they're even taking that away. So I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like I'm, you're, they're, they're forcing me to revert back to like before the internet, mm-hmm. to where I had to just like know people in right. real life and have those connections, and then they would have to know someone else. Like I don't want to go back to that. Yeah, I know that's <laughs> too tough, man. That's, that's um, a lot of connections, man, and people. <laughs> you know, I don't think I could have been like. Like, I don't do drugs, mm-hmm. but I don't think I definitely, if I was born in the 1970s, mm-hmm. I would definitely never have done any type of drug <laughs> in my fucking life. Why is that? Because I would have to talk to so many goddamn people yeah. to get an ounce of pot. Seriously? No. Yep. No. I would have been stone cold sober <laughs> yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Hey, man, you want to get some LSD? Mm-hmm. How many people are we going to talk? Ah, like, uh, we got to talk to Robin, and then Robin's got to talk to, like, Frank, and mm-hmm. then Fran's got to talk to, like, Linda. Yeah. Then you're going to drive somewhere. Talk- then you're yeah. going to wait there for like an hour and a half and then they might not even show up you yeah. know and then you call somebody else it's like no Suddenly god at six in the morning you're still there you've been sober the entire time you yep. just want to go home your hand is numb fuck that yeah fuck yeah. that then somebody was like hey well i got this meth <laughs> <laughs> and you've been waiting you've been waiting the whole day to get high and you're like well you know <laughs> that's how meth happened that's how the meth crisis happened it's just a bunch of people that wanted to get high of lsd and the guy didn't show up <laughs> <laughs> or some type of drug. It was like, hey, we got this. Yeah. Some other sketchy version of that guy. It's like, dude, listen, I got methamphetamines. Hey. The guy goes like, all right, fuck it, let's just do this. Let's then. do that then. Yeah. I would have, uh, I would have either ruined my life or been stone cold sober if I was mm. born in the seventies. Yeah. Now I can be selective. I know yeah. people that sell. I know one person that does at least one type of those drugs. So mm. if I ever wanted to, mm. I'm just one text away. So, yeah, I'm going to need you to connect me to those people (laughs) because my connections have been shut down for all of those special type drugs, and I'm not happy about it. But, yeah, Yeah. that's that. Well, good talk. Yeah. Anything else you did? Uh, Yeah, but not enough to warrant going on about, yeah. Nice. All right. Well, uh, I I don't have a lot either. Like, this week has not been interesting at all. I, I read outside yesterday, and now the world and pollen has now... Punched my allergies and yes. punched my nose quite hard. Yes. And so I might as well just be a fucking bee. There's so much pollen inside of me that if I sneeze, I can pollinate a whole garden. There's a lot of pollen. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Fuck North Carolina sometimes, too. Yeah. Uh, on that note, we are going to cut and then we're going to talk about a, a quiet place. Shh. <laughs> 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 and welcome back. Uh, Quiet Place. Hey, uh, let's see. A Quiet Place is a PG-13 movie. It's one hour and 30 minutes exactly. It's a drama horror film that came out uh, this April the 6th. Uh, The rundown is a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from creatures that hunt by sound. Uh, The writers are Brian Woods and Scott Beck, and it stars Emily Blunt, John Krasinski, and Millicent Simmons. I thought John Krasinski also had a... He has a... He's a fourth writer on the script, but... um, it's like, I, am I going to announce, you know, it's like they had three other writers ahead of him. Well, the reason I, because in the, in the credit of the movie, it yeah. was like Brian Woods and John Krasinski. Yeah. They didn't mention the other two writers. Yeah. I was like, what the f-? Whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Doesn't really yeah. matter. I mean, yeah, he, he, was, he participated in yeah. it, but I mean, he directed the film. Right. Yeah. Um, listen, for, as far as like, so this movie I find really interesting. Because mm. it's, it's, a, it's a very simple horror movie. Mm-hmm. It's very not high concept. It's, not it, the premise all. of this movie is actually like all of those B horror movies where it's just like random monster shows up, like Tremors mm. and uh, Tremors is dope. <laughs> Tremors is really horror, yeah. 
but it is very definitely a B horror movie, where mm. you know it's just kind of like monsters show up. It's a schlocky premise, and yeah. it's kind of full of like no explanation as to how the monster showed up. Right, they're here. It's just cheese, and then mm. people trying to survive it, and yep. like the death are the interesting part of the movie. Yeah, a lot of the times it's that kind of premise, mm-hmm. like done in a classy way. Sure. I think. Yeah. And and like I personally really loved The Quiet Place. I mm. think it was a very well done horror film. It, it was good. Um, I think John Krasinski did a great job. And John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, as prefer, like as actors, oh, yeah. did really good. Yeah. Uh, like they sold the environment that they were in. They sold the horror um, mm. of the movie. Really good acting all the way around, definitely. Yes, even from the like the, the, kids, the child yeah. actors. Mm-hmm. And and I think the the girl that played uh, with the the hearing the thing? hearing yeah. aid. Mm-hmm. I think she's actually hard of hearing in real life. Mm. So I think that lended to some authenticity of like the performance of not being able to hear very well. Mm. Um, but the this movie is like really interesting to me right. because there are a lot of things in the movie that kind of stack up against it, yeah, uh, and sort of take away from how good the movie can be. But the movie still manages to be really, really good. All right, and and I, I just I find that interesting. There was a lot of plot holes with the monsters, you know, like with the monsters. There yeah. was a lot of plot holes with this entire there was, there was. movie. <laughs> and like, like, and like, like you you said it in the beginning, like it's like a B horror movie, mm-hmm. like very much that, yeah. very much a B horror movie, but also still good. Like you can't take away that it's uh it's entertaining, even though you know what this is beat by beat. Right. It becomes a bit um of a burden after a little while because, like you said, the the entertaining parts are the deaths, mm-hmm. and you kind of can see where things are going. It's like she's pregnant. How are you going to keep a baby quiet? Right. You know, small things like that. But the way that it's shot, like I I don't know if uh, Krasinski is going to be nominated for anything as far as be a direct being a director, but. I mean, for his directorial debut, as far as in film, like he he directed a few episodes of the uh, the Office, right. um, the last few seasons. But as far as his directorial debut, like I, you know, B plus, you know, as yeah. far as directing your first time, that's a solid job, bro. Yeah, I don't think he would get nominated for anything for this particular movie. No, no. Um, but like definitely, John Krasinski as a, as a directorial debut did mm-hmm. an amazing job. Yeah, man. Because it is again, it is a B horror premise, but yeah. the way that he shot it, it looks like a like a mainstream horror movie. Yeah, that's just very well made and put together. Mm. There weren't really, like, when at this type of movie, there's two things that I look at. It's just like, how's the story? Mm. And does the the filmmaking of the movie make me forget that the story is fucking ridiculous? Mm. And and if looking at it like that, there were moments of this film where I just forget how, like, stupid the premise was and, like, how stupid they handled some of the premise points because mm. it was, I was so tense by what's happening on screen that I kind of just like let it let my mind wander away from the things that I found negative about the movie, mm-hmm. um, and and a lot of that is just like you know you're 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 in a you live near a waterfall because you go to the waterfall right, mm-hmm. what live near the waterfall so you can make a little bit more noise and be a little bit safer yeah because uh, the monsters hunt by sound mm-hmm. why don't you just just move pack up and live there yeah just do that yeah uh, you're gonna have a baby there's a water go to the waterfall. And you're two weeks due, babies pop out a little early. Mm. Hey, why don't you uh, go to the waterfall? <laughs> mm. uh, and like, so like little things like that, like, oh, what is the, the, the John Krasinski's character in the room that he's in, like fixing up his daughter's hearing aids and yeah. like monitoring these fucking things. Mm. He's got like a whole wall and whole printing presses of things that are kind of like, oh, what is their weakness? Sound, highlighted, like blah, 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 whatever, yeah. like yeah. that whole wall. Yep. And like that's a device for like the daughter to figure out what to do What's at the end of the exactly, movie. Yeah. 
But like, do we need that detail? Like, is that kind of like that's the kind of detail that I would expect in a less developed movie? You know? I, I mean, I, I figure. I mean, it's, we've seen what they were doing from the beginning. Like, um, I love beginnings of movies and endings of yeah. movies because they they tie each other together, right. you know. But um, the first close up that we got in this this movie was on the uh, the earpiece of the uh, the daughter that had trouble right. of hearing. So it's like, all right, well, how was this? How was she connected to this movie? How was this earpiece connected to it? And then, sure enough, within. 45 minutes to an hour of it we uh we see when she's being attacked and she the the what is it, like the frequency it's just the becomes so high yeah. yeah it gets so high and it just makes the monster bug the fuck out to where he just has to retreat so it's like we see what this is so it's like all right so now we know how to stop it we know what the weakness is now how are we gonna you know use this to finish the movie the the movie got a little anticlimactic for me but it's it's i'm, I'm torn because like I'm saying, B-movie, but you gave me the cheese of what makes a B-movie good with right. the ending. You right. know, we'll, we'll get to what that is, you know, <laughs> later on. But, but, you know, so it was just like, it, it was hard for me because, like, I, I was looking at it like, you know, um, just regardless of whatever the, the other really good horror movies have been of the mm -hmm. past two years, and there haven't, haven't been many, right. you know, but there have been some. So I was judging it on that merit, you know, because the reviews were coming in very good. And not to say that I didn't think this movie was a very good movie, but, like, how am I grading it? Am right. I grading it with those top-notch, you know, movies that are directed so well, the cinematography is, cinematography is so great? And this didn't have those things. But storytelling, I mean, I have to put it up there you know, even though it is just as laid out and plain as it is, well, that's because the it's thing. interesting. That's the thing. That's one of the that's one of the things that I try to always convey. Like, you can have the best story in the world, and you can execute it poorly, mm -hmm. and you can have arguably one of the worst kind of stories ever and execute it really well. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of that. You know, it's kind of like a mindless, simple, really not that exciting plot of survival. But the way that Krasinski presents it is is kind of interesting, you know. It's the uh, the the what we're talking about in the the opening, like uh, the science fiction. It's like I've seen this a million times before, right. not done much differently. And that's kind of what we're getting with this. It's like you know what's happening step by step, beat by beat. But the way that it's presented to you, you're not really upset by what you're seeing. You know, it keeps it keeps you involved. And uh, another thing that we talk about a lot on the podcast is the 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 silence in between beats. Mm -hmm. You know, and this one right here is like you don't how. how Many, there are not many jump scares in this well, release. There are not jump scares in the traditional sense. No, huh? There are a lot of moments where the tension comes from the fact that there's a, they have to be quiet. Mm -hmm. And you, being a person that lives in a world with sound, knows how much sound everything makes. <laughs> Yo, this is something that I, I really liked about the writing that was a little different from um, like the traditional uh, B-horror movies that, I, that I've seen. The um, the kid that dies immediately within like the first two minutes or so. <laughs> it's like 15, yeah. 15, yeah. It's like I was, at first I thought this was like, what kind of stupid shit movie is this you know when, right. when, the, when this, that immediately happens and the uh, the kid you know takes the uh, the rocket puts the uh, the batteries back in and we see it happen and then immediately gets snatched up and killed but then I had to give a lot of credit to the writing at that point because what you're trying to tell me about this person and this world and um, there's a, there's transitions every now and again and it lets you know how many days that this monster has mm -hmm. been here and they've been and living they're like done this. by card, so I just said like mm -hmm. day 37 and then yep. like day 435 yep. yeah so it's like a at, at four, at day four hundred or so, it's like that's that's around the time that the uh, the kid died in the four hundreds. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, this kid was around three years old, going on four. So I'm like, 
he's been around, he was born into a world to where he could cry. There right. was noises going on around him. He could play with things as flashing and making noise and all that. And then around the time that he's one and a half or two, you know, one and a half or so, then it's automatic shut it down. So this kid is just torn in between wanting to be a child and remembering that existence and not being able to control that emotional urge to just do it. Right. You know, and then, you know, you have two older kids that understand, you know, the ramifications of doing that. You know, so it's like, I, I like the writing detail in that just to show what's going on and how many kids, how many, how many people have been sacrificed to this. Right. And then the, you know, the, the danger of, oh, she's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> You've like, seen what oh, just happened like, to the three-year-old. Um, there is there is an interesting thing about the beginning, the fact that they killed that kid immediately, mm. yeah. which I did not expect mm. at all. Like, it, it honestly, it honestly, like, caught me off guard and it made Same. me jump. Yeah. Uh, because I thought that, oh, of course, what they're going to do, they set it up as, like, the kid is wounded, the older kid is wounded. Yeah. So, like, he's the one that's going to get killed in the next 20 minutes because mm. he's wounded. And then this other younger kid is going to be the main character mm. of the flash forward that they we have switch. later on. Yeah. And so, and then they bet and switch that and they just fucking suddenly kill this fucking adorable kid. Mm. And I was just like, oh, no one's really safe. That's yeah. kind of what it, that decision indicated to me. Mm. It's just like, every, like, if they were willing to kill this kid off in the story then I don't have to worry about suspending my disbelief because no one's really quite safe if mm. they kill this kid. Mm. Uh, so on that part, I really like that decision. I also really like the detail of what you said, like the kid being born into a world of yeah. sound and then yeah. having to be really quiet. Oh, yeah. Um, but also, it really just highlighted how dangerous the monsters really are and how quick they can take action. Mm. And that really works when later on in the movie, there's these moments where they fuck up and make noises. Mm -hmm. And then you immediately see the monster in the next two minutes. Yeah. And like, if they hadn't done that with the kid at the beginning, you wouldn't know. We wouldn't have known how fast these things go, how fast these things are, and why they're a threat every time you immediately make a noise. Yeah. How and quickly they can respond really, to sound, yeah. Right. And what, so that was a really, sorry, that was a really good, like, decision on Krasinski's Oh, part. definitely, yeah. yeah. There was um, an issue I had, with, well, there was lots of issues with the uh, the monsters. Like I said, plot holes, you know, Swiss cheese. But, uh, <laughs> but it's like the uh, issue that, uh, a big issue that I had with the monster in particular, besides, like, not knowing how it got there, like, I'm, I have no beef with, you know, monsters here, deal with it, that right, part yeah. of the story. Um, but but now you have a sense he's blind, and we we take that. That's understood. But why is your sense of smell so shit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like you can smell, I guess. But it's like because the, the the point is, it doesn't say he's blind and can't smell. Right. You know, so it's like, can he smell? And if he can, it seems like he would be able to smell pretty fucking good. You know, being blind. Right. Yeah. So you it's think like it'd be like a bad situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like he gets himself in the vicinity of humans a number of times to where he doesn't, you know, eat one of them. So I'm just like, what? I mean, how? How? What, what's going on with that? <laughs> and like, that's another thing. Like, that's another plot hole. Like, these monsters can react to sound miles away. Miles. But if they're listening and you're in the room, you have yeah. a heartbeat. You have blood going through your veins. Yeah. You're breathing, mm -hmm. like they would be able to hear you real. The yeah. rules of the monsters are not quite clear enough. Yeah. Yeah. They're clear enough that you know that if you make a sound, they'll find you. Yeah. But if you're in the same room as them, uh, why can't they see you if you don't make a noise? Mm -hmm. uh, is there something that prevents them from like hearing your heartbeat? Do they have to be actively listening for it? Yeah. Like, that kind of things. Those rules are not there. Mm. So, and and I kind of had a I kind of had beef with that. But the moments where the monster and the and someone are in the same room mm. trying to like not be found by the monster yeah. or the alien or whatever the fuck whatever it is. Whatever it is, yeah. Uh were so tense and like really well done in the in the in the you mm -hmm. know 
vicinity of like building tension and then releasing tension yeah. and then you know scaring you mm-hmm. that a lot of those plot holes seem to go away in the immediate moment mm. and i was like able to get through the scene without getting annoyed at it oh uh, yeah it's like i said it doesn't make you annoyed it's just like you notice it right <laughs> you know they um they set it up with the uh, that same scene in the uh, in the basement um with the water you know they go by the waterfall and krasinski and his son they're yelling into the waterfall and they're explaining you know how someone has to make a louder sound than the sound that where their princely are mm-hmm. in order you know for, for the monster for the monster to come get you because they kind of ignore the river yeah exactly yeah and uh there's there's water flooding into the basement at this point where the uh, the monsters come down and then she just slowly slides up under like a makeshift waterfall you know it was like very nice which doing krasinski you know you got which is a, it's a good setup and punchline exactly yeah yeah and and the movie's full of those things sorry i'm sniffly as fuck i have allergy uh it's a he does that like a few times throughout the movie like mm-hmm. with the nail um that was another really good setup and punchline mm-hmm. we just got a really nice close-up of this nail oh i got i got a, i got a editing problem <laughs> on uh <laughs> with the the nail scene all right so um she's going downstairs because she realizes that uh, um so so beforehand she's uh pulling up a bag of potatoes or a sack or whatever she has yeah yeah so um and and by doing that up the stairs it gets caught like on a nail and pulls the nail up and that creates like a big moment of tension one of the bigger moments of tension through the movie you know because um some she made a, a decent amount of noise monster's gonna hear this shit you know what the fuck so um she pulls it up a nail comes up and then you just a close-up on the nail you know you're gonna see this again right you know um later on she's coming down the stairs because her water is broke and that's another great moment of tension is just she's trying her damnedest not to make a sound right. you know as she's you know in contractions and in, in labor and just breathing it out sweating it out you know water draining she's she's going down the other uh, stairs steps on the, the nail just foot all the way into oh, it so rough. eyes bulged out does not scream like the woman's tough pulls her pulls her foot out of there and here's my editing problem here because she she goes down and then while she's walking around on the uh, the basement floor and they're doing close-ups and um they, they show her her foot is is wet because of the water right. and all the footprints are water no but, i thought they were blood it was i fuck- registered it as blood Dang. yeah yeah that's water because i because I, mean, I, I i registered this blood because it was only one foot that left the footprint Mm. So it's just like, oh yeah, no, she's obviously bleeding from her foot. All right, because uh, I can see why it does look like water because it's like very dark. It, it just kind of becomes the color of the ground. Yeah, but I I registered it as blood. I'll take that. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. So like like I see where you're coming from. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't think it was an editing mistake. I think it was just kind of like a bad it, yeah color choice. It, it may, it may, if, yeah. if, it, if it was blood, then yeah, okay, all right. That's there's yeah. no issue then. Yeah. But uh, I know what you mean. And the movie's like full of those tiny things. It's just kind of like ah, why did you? Mm. Do that tiny little thing. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like there's moments where you laugh and you're just like, oh, I'm going to go do laundry and whatever. And then she goes down past two water machines, mm. like two washing machines. And you're like, I hope you don't fucking turn the water machines. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Yeah. And then they don't. But like the world building past the little village, mm. I think I really enjoyed. I don't think I have any problem with how Krasinski handled the universe. Mm. Um, because we know this family has a house as far as a house. Yeah. And they have a grain silo, and in that grain silo, they light the torch. Yep. And then you see other houses lighting the torch, indicating. I, 
I like that a lot, showing that they're not alone and there is a community, you know, within this what fifty mile radius within each other. Right. You know, and they're they're just all showing their solidarity when um when their son died. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're showing off the lighting up torches and they should show some solidarity. And I was like, all right, so they're not out here by themselves, you know, in the wilderness and everyone else has died. Right. Know, type thing. But a good thing that Krasinski did, he injected that, but he we never shred away from the main family. No. And it just it creates like an intimate story. But we know that the implications of the world are much, much bigger. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of believe that it is a worldwide crisis yeah. when we read it in the newspapers that they're everywhere and whatnot. So, like, good world-building choice on his parts. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like someone that would not have the handle on that would have just been, like, they're by themselves in a the forest, they're dying. Maybe we don't know if this is taking over the rest of the world. It's just really condensed. It possibly, yes. Like, I didn't know if there was, um, I didn't know how many, because on the board early on they said there's at least three. Right. You know, so I was like, all right, so we're seeing one to three, maybe four, you know, going on. But, like, by the end of the movie, like I said, it's a full-blown attack. Like, it's five to six, you yeah. know, that's all about to attack the house. But, um, yeah, it's like, but I, I just like that they showed there was a community that they were all uh, together in this, um, what would you call that, dystopian, dystopian uh, society? Yeah, apocalyptic. apocalyptic. I, would, I wouldn't call it apocalyptic. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, it, it is a very, like, ap- apocalyptic post-survival mm. movie, which is a genre that's already kind of, like, fading out. Mm. But I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Despite, uh, it sounds like I'm being really negative on the movie, but despite everything that's, like, that we've said about the plot holes with the pregnant wife, like, hey, if you're pregnant, uh, fucking go in the waterfall because you won't. You can have a water birth and you won't die. Yes. Um, the the armor plating of the things, I found that really obvious that their weakness was when they opened their heads. Yeah. And then there was just like, what is the weakness? They have armor plating. It's like, did you not see it? Fucking open its head like halfway through. Get a shotgun in there. <laughs> oh, so we could just kill it with a shotgun this whole time? Yeah. This whole time? <laughs> this whole time? What? <laughs> it's, it's like even even past like the frequency thing that was that was killing him. It's like as soon as he got back up, they didn't even have that on at all. He just stood up and got shot in the face with a fucking shotgun. Right. So it's like, so nobody's doing that? Nobody no, thought like about you, it. You have the whole community and nobody's thought, oh, let's shoot him in the fucking head? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, that's, that's what I'm saying. It was like, it's not, it wasn't even the frequency thing that like took him out. Like it, it disorients him, mm-hmm. you know, and, and puts him out. And I guess if you like. It makes him vulnerable. Very much vulnerable. Because yeah, they have to, they open their armor plating because then they can't control it. Yeah. So then I guess you can shoot it in the face mm. and like have that justification for it. Yeah. But also. You just shot it in the fucking face. Like, that's all you did. Yeah. And, like, it, the other thing that annoyed me is, like, this one girl that's deaf figures out that the way to kill them is sound. Doesn't say anything to anybody. And not even that. But it's just, like, are you telling me that in a world of seven billion people, mm. presumably after the first couple of million die, yeah. hey, maybe someone would think, hey, they hear really well. Maybe sound can fuck them up. Mm. Are you telling me that this is the one girl that figured it out? For 475 days? Nigga, what? I mean, that that, <laughs> that, that, that goes into, uh, like, the B-movie type no. thing. You just have to assume everybody's scared of making noise, so nobody's just no. going to try to do anything. And it took me, like, I watched this movie two weeks ago. Mm. So it took me until now, until I talked to Lon about the movie, to mm. realize... Did he see it? Yeah, he saw it. Nice. To realize that these were, in fact, like, really heavy plot holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because I, I, so, I had such a great movie experience yeah. with the film. Because mm-hmm. I went with Giselle. Everybody in the theater was quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, you can feel the tension. of. I had such a great movie experience mm-hmm. that I didn't register a lot of these plot holes at first. So it takes me, like, a week and a half to, like, think about the movie critically. Mm-hmm. 
And that's when I started noticing, oh, yeah, fuck, there's a lot of things that probably shouldn't have been that forgiven while I was in the cinema. Yeah. Um, but to, uh, none of them were to a degree that I found the movie bad. or It's not bad. Mediocre. It's not a bad yeah. movie. Um, the, the other thing that I wish would have happened, mm. and this is a sentiment that I've seen echoed in, online a lot, mm. is that I wanted more drama with the baby. How you so? Know? Like, uh, I wanted more, like, John Krasinski, they try to build the tension that, the, that he never loved the girl after the accident. Yeah. On the first thing, but we know the entire time that he does love the daughter. Very much. She's, like, down there um, making new earpieces and trying to, to help with her hearing, like, the entire time. Right. So, we know that he loves her, mm-hmm. and then, but we see her, like, resent the dad, thinking that he doesn't love her. Yeah. So, like, that conflict would be there if we didn't know that John Krasinski really loved her, you know? If we didn't know? If we didn't know, or if we didn't get an indication of, like, how much he's trying to keep her safe then that emotional payoff of, like, John Krasinski saying, I have always loved you, would be a little bit more poignant. And, and which I can, mm. I can get away with, but given them the past, that's not the emotional conflict of the movie. Uh, but, like, that would have been yeah. a little bit more tense if we had seen a little less of John Krasinski loving the daughter mm. and not telling her, and then having that final revelation at the end so that when John Krasinski kills himself, it's a little bit more, how do you say it, like, emotionally tense. Yeah, like I can, um, I can see that. I've seen that a, a few times too. It's kind of a trope in in, in movies because I mean, I, I may have had a problem with that honestly, no. just because that's his uh, his daughter, right? You know, so it's like you know that he does love her, so it's like the payoff wouldn't have been as strong. Like, well, of course, you know, he loved her, and he, yeah. you know, but uh, but I'm saying that like like even if we knew that we loved her, like the movie really does follow a lot of the daughter's point of view. Like she's kind of the point of view character. Yeah. So, like, if we're with her, following her emotional train of thought, we should have had a less obvious showcasing of John Krasinski's character's love for her because we're in her emotional point of view. Oh, you're saying just follow her more closely within right. her being the more main character, main POV character in the family. Right, because she's kind of the interesting one. She's the one that we start the movie with. Mm. We follow her for, like, 25 minutes in the movie, and then at the end, she's the one that has the big thing that saves the movie. Yeah. So, like, I really would have just liked that instead of, like, trying to see the whole family, we just focus a little bit more on her. And then those emotional clicks would have been a little bit more powerful. I'm with you you on that. So, like, that's kind of my only problem with the Krasinski daughter situation. Mm. My only problem with the family relationships as a whole is that, like, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, I guess, do want this baby. Yeah. Um, but the baby makes a lot of noise yes. and we see Krasinski like sort of work around to try to soundproof the room for the baby. He makes like a small baby coffin right? and yeah. um, puts an oxygen mask, <laughs> like an infant oxygen mask on it and, um, you know, has it down in the basement. Yeah. It's, yeah Which is terrifying. a great idea. It's a, it's, a, it's a great idea for like whatever they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. It's also terrifying for the kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and why not? But I feel like the baby would have had, because a big part of the climax of the movie is the baby being born. Mm. So I feel like why not have a little bit more emotional conflict with John Krasinski's not wanting the baby at first mm. because of how dangerous it is and how it could put the family at danger, having him lost a kid already, mm. and having Emily Blunt wanting to you know, sort of replace that kid that they've already lost mm. and sort of create a little bit more emotional conflict I don't, I, with them, sort of conflicting about like how this baby's going to affect their life. I don't know if if uh, if Krasinski was ready to give his character that kind of depth. 
You know, cause, right. Because even with uh, with both of those two plot devices, uh, Krasinski's character would have had to have been a lot more layered. Even with focusing on the uh, the main character being the daughter yeah. and the uh, the things that's going on with the wife, his character would have had to maybe he doesn't love his daughter for half of the movie. Right. Maybe he's not that great of a father, you know, for a half of a movie. You know, they, but it's just you know the payoff would have been great. Mm-hmm. You know, showing that he does love his daughter, he does care about this child that he that they want to have, but he just wants to protect the family because that. Is uh, advertised uh, earlier in the movie with mm-hmm. the other uh, wife saying, um, wh- "What are what are we? Who right. are we? Can we even protect our family? Can we even do this? I want you to promise that you're going to protect us. You're going to protect all of us." So I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can see how that could have been worked in, but yeah. it would. It and the setup, and that was a setup for when Krasinski died because yeah. he was willing to sacrifice his life to protect the family. To protect the family. So I get why that scene was there, but it would have been, like you said, it would have been more poignant yeah. had those tiny bits of conflict have been set up. Yeah. Late earlier on in the film, yeah. and I'm not saying that like the, the fact that he didn't use them wasn't you know was bad. Mm. I'm just saying that they would have increased the emotional payoff of those punchlines, uh, which I think would have benefited the movie a little bit. Uh, I'm not upset that he didn't do it, but I'm also kind of like I wish you would have done it. Yeah, because I I wanted to see John Krasinski. Krasinski is a great actor. He's, he's, he's a good actor. Yeah, he's very I, I, good. I like him a lot. I'm a, I'm a fan of Krasinski. He's, he's very good. Um, so, like, I wanted to see a little bit more depth out of his character. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see him, the, I wanted to see the opportunity of him being angrier or being more worried or having much more emotional role in the film. Because mm-hmm. the whole time he is just kind of like just bad. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing, but I just wanted a little bit more depth to Krasinski's character. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those decisions would have made that. I feel like sticking to the point of view of the daughter uh, more closely mm. would have like the daughter's story to be a more like an A plot, and then the baby be a B plot. That would have been a lot. That would have been a big change of the movie it with would've. the baby being a big plot. Yeah. Um, but I think that would have because the baby's not that interesting. It's just a good way to get the monsters in the area. Yep. So like that being a B plot, and then her having to deal with the fact that she's deaf, so she doesn't know how much sound she's making. Mm. She can't really communicate with everybody else as easily. Yeah. She's kind of outcasted by being deaf in a society where being deaf is ideal. Um, you know, like being uh, unable to like, you know, having that communication, you know, like compulsion to talk. Oh, yeah. I was thinking that maybe you might be making noise and you don't know it. Right, yeah. <laughs> that might be an issue. But like, like being deaf mute, the idea that you really don't want to have the compulsion to talk because you're deaf already. Mm. Like... Putting sprinkling a little bit of those issues in there, yeah, I feel would have made her a more interesting character. Mm. Her relationship with the brother was really interesting. Uh, so like, and we see that in the grain silo. So I, I just feel like the character relationships were a little weaker than I wanted them to be. Mm. But that being said, make having the choices that Krasinski made, everything kind of fell in together for what Krasinski wanted to do. It was, yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, it was entertaining. It was yeah. entertaining. Like it's not not gonna win any uh, any awards or anything like that, but it's it's gonna sell a lot of fucking tickets. I, I believe. Yeah. You know, it was an entertaining uh, spring type movie. It was a really fun movie. Like I had a really great time watching it. I had yeah. a good time. Yeah. It was it was um, a great. I mean, I guess in horror, like like I said, if if I'm if I'm gonna be grading it with those those really what I would consider great horror movies mm-hmm. of the past two years, and maybe there's only been like one or two that I would consider great horror in the past two years that that was mainstream. Like I'm not 
this 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 movie kind of fits in the box just because it's mainstream. Lots of people have seen it, and it's gonna go down to, in that that lexicon of. Do you remember the the one where nobody talked? The Quiet Place type movie. It's gonna right. be a very memorable type horror movie. So I mean, it's gonna stamp itself in time. But um, I I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe if I sit on it for a few more weeks, I'll um think a little differently of it but yeah i mean and and i I don't think the movie's trying to be anything else than that Mm. you know like i think the movie is very self-aware of the type of movie that it is Mm. which is why i liked it i had a great time Mm. because the moment i knew the movie was self-aware about the movie it is i was Mm. just like i don't have to qualify it as anything else the movie knows oh from the very beginning there's no confusion yeah the movie has no confusion about itself Mm. it knows yeah and the moment a movie does that to me i'm just like okay i can just have fun with your choices and i can just let 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 me just sink in yeah Yeah. and i think that i think that was really good Mm. from krasinski it was nice Uh, it's just the self-awareness helps the movie a lot because you're not bogged down by the details. You're just kind of like, all right, I noticed I was fucked up, but the movie's not that I was fucked up. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I, had a, I had a great time personally because the tension was built so well between scenes. Right. The moments of like when they, there's quiet. Mm. And, like, and there was a lot of moments where the movie is like abhorrently quiet. Like it's terrifyingly quiet. Hell yeah. And you can hear people like breathing in the cinema and like, like eating their popcorn and shit. Yeah. And, uh, and then sniffling and sneezing. <laughs> sniffling and sneezing. <laughs> yeah. And I really like those moments. I think they were handled really well, like in terms of filmmaking. Because yeah. we, we have a really good amount of setups at the beginning. Mm. And then in between those setups, we have a tense moment where we might get a payoff or we might not get a payoff. Mm. And you don't really know which one it is yeah. until you get the payoff. And a lot of those payoffs don't happen until the very end of the movie. Yeah. And, and, and so like the way that the close-ups are handled... Like Krasinski close-ups a lot when something makes a noise mm. and then the moments after it makes the noise and you see everyone sort of quiet down mm. and they just quiet down, quiet down, quiet down. We hear the monster and then if the monster attacks, we get a big noise that kind of gets a scare out of you. But if the monster doesn't attack, they just had a lot of tension that's still not been just relieved. There. So you just kind of have to carry that tension until the next jump scare and that makes the next scare be better. And so a lot of those kind of things, the way he handled the release and, and, and creation of tension was really good for me. And right. it, it entertained me a lot. And there were a lot of moments where I just kind of like, oh, fuck, something <laughs> happened. Oh, nothing didn't happen. Yeah. Like I had a lot of those moments, hey. which, uh, which were fun for me. Because even if the movie's story isn't that great, even if the movie has a lot of plot holes, those little moments get an emotional reaction out of me. Mm. And if you get an emotional reaction, then you're doing something right. Right. At least one thing, right? Yeah. So a lot of horror movies that I watch, and I'm just like, uh, why the fuck was that a jump scare? <laughs> <All right. laughs> but the jump scares feel justified in this movie. All right. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've been talking a lot because I really like the filmmaking of the movie. I mean, it was it was a good movie. It was yeah. good. What would you rate it? Uh, seven five. Seven five. Yeah. That's actually pretty much my rating. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Uh, the filmmaking was like really good. In terms of like how it was cut together and mm. put together and shot, mm. the lighting was really fun to watch. The story cool was, lighting. yeah, yeah. The lighting was like like it's really good. Lighting. Yeah. yeah, the night shots looked believable. Mm. Like the the lighting was like tense. They had yeah. really nice details. Yeah. Um, I like that the I like the detail world building of like having them eat on leaves because they don't make noise. Mm. Having them use an oven because it doesn't make noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, canning their own things mm. and like. The sand bridge, the sand path. Yeah. All of that was like really cool, interesting details that I'm really glad to put in. Mm. The monsters I had a huge trouble with. 
They were just not that great. Yeah. The weird plot holes with the monsters. Yeah, a lot of a lot of monster plot holes. Yeah. I think that's that's the biggest wrong I have with the film. Just like the monsters, I just would have liked to know a little bit more information on them. So that it makes it a different movie. Like that's that make that goes into like um now I'm judging you with um what's the the witch and um there was a few others that I seen last year. Like oh, if, fuck, I forgot about the witch. Yeah, like if you if you're able to like explain everything that's going on in your world and I can't just pick your movie apart, then now that's now you can get some award nominations, you know, type of thing. Right. But like but like you're saying, it's just you're you're coming out and telling us what type of movie this is. So it's like I don't have to start picking your this movie apart the entire time. You can just sit there and enjoy it, right. you know, for what it is. And like, but, but even if we didn't get enough information as to explain it and elevate it to the witch, mm. I feel like a little bit, just a little bit more information would have been good in terms of like, you know, our context and the rules of the world they're living in. Mm. You know, because a lot of things feel, feel kind of arbitrary and, and, the, and the rules of the monster and how they behave. Mm. Just like two more three lines of information about them. Nice. And you have a little bit more rules and then people can like follow that better and create better tension because we know the rules. I feel like those are the kind of things that I kind of judge horror movies harshly. I mean it's when yeah. you have when you have that kind of structure, especially in, in, in a horror movie, then yeah. it, it um it limits you as a writer and it makes you be more creative. Right. You know, so it's like that in, in in this sense they weren't going out on a limb to be as creative as possible. We had a very simple story and the more details that we got, then the more creative they would have had to got getting what they're writing. Right. And unfortunately it's not that kind of movie, but it's still a good movie to yeah. watch. It it's a is. really satisfying film yeah. to watch. I, th- I give it a seven out of five. Same. Um, well, seven point five. Yeah. <laughs> seven out of five. <laughs> I, mean, oh, five. <laughs> I don't think that works. Seven out of ten. Yeah, okay. That's what I meant. Seven yeah. out of ten. Um, my biggest problems just come from script problems. Mm. That's really my biggest issue. It's the right. script because the filmmaking I enjoyed a lot. The tension was really good. The act, the performances were good. Mm. And uh, Krasinski did a really good job for his first directorial debut. He did. It's fucking lit. Hey. hey. <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to say? Uh, no, we, we covered it. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, so that being said, uh, Quiet Place, or, uh, uh, go watch it if you're into this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a really good gimmick, and it's really well put together. Um, but just suspend your disbelief a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Go see it, and like you said, suspend dis- dis- disbelief. Um, it's a good movie to take like um, a couple of people. You went with uh, Giselle and some friends, didn't you? No, I just went with Giselle. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good movie to take someone with you. I mean... Great spring movie to go see. Yeah. You know, so. Fuck yeah. And uh, I blanked out, so I'm just going to say let's get to closing and television movie. It's not fucking, it's television and movie premieres. That it's is. not closing. <laughs> it's not called closing and television premieres. It's fucking called television and movie premieres. It is. <laughs> I have been doing this show for two and a half years. Mm. I should fucking know this. <laughs> yeah, I stopped correcting after six yeah. months. I was like, you know, because he's just going to figure out, he's going to stop doing it. And yeah. then if he doesn't, then whatever, you yeah. know. It's like like with me, the misspelling of episodes. It's like, you can say something about it. Either I'll fix it or it's just, it's going to be a problem. It's just going to be a thing. <laughs> yeah. So this is, I guess, fucking television and movie premiere. There we go. <laughs> God damn. Like, oh, my brain's home. That's really weird. Really, really realistic thing I can think that makes sense, though. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> Scientifically. Yeah. <laughs> which just shows how, like, anxious I've been my entire life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, welcome back. Uh, television and movie premieres. All right. Uh, this week, uh, starting Tuesday, April the 24th through Monday, April the 30th. Uh, the first was going to be Tuesday, April the 24th. I put this one on here for you, Brian. Oh. Uh, Kevin James, 
Never don't give up. Get out of my house. <laughs> hey, this is your guy. When we first started the podcast, this was your guy. I don't like his movie. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. You were like, I mean. Is this a stand-up or a movie? Oh, uh, this is a stand-up, this stand-up right. special. It's uh, on Netflix. It's going to be Tuesday, April the 24th. Kevin James, Never Don't Give Up. Uh, how, how quickly one forgets who you were championing. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it was, I mean, it was like at the time, it was um, you really loved safe uh, cuddly like uh, comedian type people right. like that and I, and like you were saying Jack Black um, Jim Gaffigan Kevin James like type people and I was like that's the opposite of all um, Jimmy Fallon yep. you know I was like that is the opposite of everything that I like <laughs> as far as comedic type stuff but uh, <laughs> we, we and anyway go back and listen to the first yeah, 10 episodes <laughs> Something about Kevin James, he's just like a cuddly, like he you is. Just, you just want to like hug him. He was a uh, Paul yeah. Blart Mall Cop. Paul Blart Mall Cop. <laughs> yes, that, but that's uh, this coming Tuesday, April the twenty fourth. Uh, Kevin James never don't give up. So that's a double negative. So I'm guessing just you always give up. give up. Yes, just always. Which do is that. emblematic of the type of movies he's been making in the <laughs> last five years. <laughs> just, just stop it. Love you, Kevin. <laughs> Then uh, the next thing is going to be Wednesday, April the twenty fifth. Archer is coming back. It's going to be on FXX. Oh, shit, really? oh yeah, on uh, at, at ten p.m. FXX. Uh, Danger Island is the theme for this ninth season <laughs> of the animated hit, which finds the title character as a seaplane pilot in the South Pacific in nineteen thirty nine. I like how it's become an anthological series has, with time. Like the first seasons. three seasons were like this regular show, continuous, yeah. and now it's just been like, oh, you get Miami Vice, and yep. now you get like a pilot in the thirty ninth. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't checked it out since the first season to where they just started doing whatever. Yeah. But um, it's a really good show. I like the uh, the editing of it. And uh, it's really funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny as all hell. I think my favorite quote from one those type of shows mm-hmm. has to come from Archer, which, which is one that I've used when people spill shit on my floor and then clean it up. Mm-hmm. Do you want ants? Because that's how you that's get ants. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like it's so universally useful. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Archer. So check that out. It's going to be back on FXX, 10 p.m. Wednesday, April the 25th. Uh, next thing, same day that uh, Wednesday, The Handmaid's Tale is coming back for season two. Oh, fuck. It's um, undoubtedly Hulu's like biggest seller for uh, a television series. And um, it's really good. I loved season one. It has the lady that was in, uh, she played Peg in uh, Kate Moss. Mad Men. Kate Moss. Kate Moss. Yeah. yeah. yeah she was in, what's the, the television show series that you really, really liked she was in? Fuck. Now. It I, was. I just know her name. I know Lake House, now. something by the lake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. House by the lake. House by the lake. Was yeah. that it? Uh, that wasn't. That was more Louise. My friend Louise really oh. got into that. Yeah. I just watched a couple of episodes, but it was really good. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, Kate Moss. She's really good. Oh yeah, yeah. I love her from um from Mad Men, but she's great in The Handmaid's Tale. Like she's carrying this show. She's the main character. Um, they have Poussey from um from Orange Is the New Black. The uh, the black character with a bald head, she died in like season three or four. Right. But uh, but yeah, she's in the show. Actually, I think she died in this show too. I gotta <laughs> I finish the last two episodes of season one. Okay. But yeah, but she she I believe she's dead too. But that's uh, the Handmaid's Tale. That's Question. Wednesday. Did yes. they finish the book in season one? I didn't read the book. Okay. I don't I don't know how to read. <laughs> but because uh, I'm intrigued, because if they finish the season, the book in season one, what's season two? What's season two? I don't know. Like Game of Thrones, you know, they're they're off the book now. You know, they they were using was it George R. R. Martin? I guess the guy's yeah, yeah, book yeah. before, but now they they kind of want a book. book. But this is different because this is such a classic story. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like this isn't Game of Thrones. This is like classic literature. I mean, so. we, we see it all the time. You know, honestly, it's like they you'll you'll start with the source material and then you eventually have to go off either because you don't have any more source oh, material, right, yeah. you know, or because you know your audience is lacking more than what's been given to you. Yeah. You know, so. 
But uh, but yeah, so we'll see with season two. Hopefully, you know, it stays as good as it was in season one. But it'll be interesting. I really like the cinematography of the show. It, it's really good. The acting yeah. is is top notch. Uh, next thing is going to be Thursday, April the twenty sixth. Quantico is uh, back on ABC at ten p.m. I think they're on like season three or four at this point. I don't know. They've been they've been around for a while. Yes, yeah, like I, I watched all of season one because the uh, I think she's Indian. Um, she, she looks absolutely gorgeous. Oh, she has drop dead. She's like a little bunny in the face. I know. I was, I yeah. I said that. Yes. Just that. Yeah. I mean, she, yeah, yeah, she's she's super nice. But yeah, that's honestly the only reason. I watched the I watched the first season because I was with my friend Jessica and we were just bored and she just put it on. Yeah, and so but she is absolutely gorgeous. Drop dead, yeah. like whoo. So yeah, just tune in maybe just to watch her. Like yeah. she's she's really nice. But that's uh, that's Quantico. It's gonna be a drama. ABC 10 p.m. this Thursday. The next thing is Friday, April the 27th. Three percent. It's coming back to Netflix. This is a foreign drama. This is season two. The first season was really good, you know, just being about uh, 3% of the entire world being able to be accepted into this uh, community where all the resources is, you know, the money, gyms, you know, every food. Is this French? Uh, it's in fun. it's in all kind of different languages because oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's from people participating from all around the world. Oh, yeah. And on your like twentieth birthday or nineteenth birthday, then you get to uh, to try to to become part of the three oh, yeah. percent. And um, most of them don't make it and get just, just get shit back into the, uh, the the shit world. You know, <laughs> you don't get sent back. You get shit back. You get shit back. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, you're serving <laughs> you're, you're back there, but uh, 3% of them. And it was just nice in the first season seeing how ruthless, you know, people were willing to be in order to get into that 3%. Right. And um, what type of people were accepted into this type of world. But um, season two is coming back and can't wait for that. Um, two more shows left, and it's going to be all this Friday. The first, the last one is going to be. And actually, we're going to skip Taskmasters. It's a actually, you know, would you would you want to see that something like that? It's a it's it a game show, but it's Reggie Watts is hosting it. Here's the thing. It's mm. Reggie Watts. It's Reggie Watts. He's really interesting mm. guy. He is. I don't know if I watch a game show though. That's, that's what I was thinking. You know, like Snoop yeah. Dogg has a has a game show. I like I'm Snoop Dogg a lot. I'm not watching that game show. No, but I'm not going to watch the game show. But yeah, that's that's. Re- but Reggie Watts has a game show. If you guys want to check that it out, it has to be really like specific. Like I have to like know what it's about, and then like see like what's the premise of the show. Uh, it's a comedic game show um, featuring celebrity contestants such as Ron Funches, uh, Freddie Highmore, Lisa Lampanelli. Uh yeah. I'm so done. I, I I used to be a fan of Lisa Lampalini mm. for like a year. Yeah. And then after something just snapped and I was just like, man, I can't laugh she, at her anymore. She has the same shtick about black guys wanting to fuck her. Yeah. Mean, this, yeah. She's had it for like consistently almost half of her career. It's impressive. Yeah, the whole time, as far as I know, the whole time. No. But yeah, she she's all right, whatever. But uh, that's the next thing is uh, and last is the week of it's another Adam Sandler thing that's coming out on Netflix. Chris Rock is going to be in it. Steve Buscemi is in it, and um, Sandler wrote it and it's there. So um, he, did he direct it? Uh, it doesn't say if he directed it. Uh, Robert Smigel directs it, and uh, Sandler co-wrote it. Robert okay. Smigel. All right. Sounds uh, like sounds like an al- like an alias. <laughs> yeah, an alias, yeah. yeah. Robert yeah. Smigel. I don't want to be associated with <laughs> this thing. You know, here's my pseudo name. <laughs> he like he was watching Lord of the Rings and it's just like Smigel. Yeah. <laughs> no one will know. They'll never know. <laughs> That's the week of it'll be on Netflix. Steve Buscemi is in it. Chris Rock is in it. I mean, maybe it'll be something to watch. <laughs> That's a reigning endorsement. No. And see, and maybe it'll be something to watch. 
What did you think about it? It was something to watch. The uh, <laughs> Complete that silence from the other person. Yep. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably not even something to watch. Uh, there's two movies coming out this weekend, mainstream. Uh, one of them is Kings. It's a rated R movie, 92-minute runtime. It's a crime drama romance. Uh, it has a 38 meta score already. The rundown is uh, the life of a foster family in South Central Los Angeles a few weeks before the city erupts in violence following the verdict of the Rodney, Rodney King trial. Um, the director is Dennis uh, Eruguves. 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 Yeah. And uh, stars Holly Berry. Sorry. Yeah. It just got me that. And that description just went like, it's got a 38% meta score. Like, yep. like, it's such a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a matter of fact. Normally, That's I hear <laughs> that sentence like, oh, it's got an 89 meta, yep. meta score already. It's yep. just like, no, 38. 38. Just a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, the movie that we're we all been waiting for that uh, I'm sure you already know is coming out yeah. this week is Avengers and Inf- Avengers Infinity War. Um, it's a PG-13 movie, 149 minute runtime. It's an action adventure. Uh, the Avengers and their allies must be willing to sacrifice all in an attempt to defeat the powerful Thanos before his blitz of devastation and ruin puts an end to the universe. Uh, this one's directed by Anthony and Joe Russo and is starring all the same people that you've seen before. Yep. I'm really intrigued. It's 10 years in the making. Mm-hmm. That's a long time to like tease something. It to, is. Like, te- so like just on the on the pure sheer amount of like filmmaking that's gone throughout the years, mm-hmm. I'm interested in this movie. Yeah. Just because I want to see what all of that culminated to mm. and see if it was worth it. <laughs> I want to see them all go away. Yes. I want to see them. And that's what we were talking about last night. Like, I know realistically I can't hope for all of these characters to mm. die. But it's just, I've been, we've been with uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man for 10 years. Like you were saying, we've been seeing this for a while. Like, I don't necessarily not want Iron Man anymore. Right. But I want Robert Downey Jr. off the books. Yep. I want Chris Evans off the books. I want Scarlett Johansson off the books. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I want, I want fresh faces. And you know I love Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I'm all about some Scar Joe, but it's just like I want I want like uh, the guy playing uh, Spider-Man, can't think of his name. Tom but Holland. Tom Holland, yeah. It's like I want young, fresh, new faces in these characters, new stories, and for my ultimate point is just so we can start integrating the goddamn Fantastic Four back into this. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just a plot to bring fucking Richard It's all Reeves. a ruse. It's all a ruse. I want Fantastic Four, and I'm not going to be able to get that if we keep everything that we currently have. If you bring in new faces... Then we can just casually waltz the Fantastic Four in, and it's brand new. We never even seen any of those abortions before. Those abominations of movies, those never happened. Those new, brand new people. <laughs> yeah, brand new everything. <laughs> brand new everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's that's the only way that it's gonna happen. So guys, yeah, but that's that's the Avengers movie. I uh, I'm really I'm really excited for this movie. It's one of the few Aven- like Marvel movies that I'm excited about. Yeah. The trailers look good. The like just the the fact that it's ten years in the making. Mm-hmm. The fact that motherfuckers are going to die. Yes, it is. Like, Thanos is going to end some film contracts next mm, week, mm, mm. and I'm excited for it. And Smack I'm, I'm, down. I'm really looking forward to this Avengers movie, yeah. and I hope it doesn't, you know, suck. I don't no. think it will, but I no. hope it doesn't suck. No, it won't suck. Um, but it is a two-parter. Yes. So we might see not a lot of death this time. No, yeah, yeah. And see a shitload of death in, like, the next two years. So. Yeah. I'm hoping, are they, are they shooting it simultaneously, do you know? I think that, I think they just like they just like shot him. Just just shot yeah yeah. That's yeah what I'm saying. Just, shot just shot a whole him. thing. You know you get like what four hours five hours worth of material and just chop it up. I think so yeah. I think they just shot it because like doing post for the second one now. Yeah, because I'm like uh, Rocky said, Robert Downey Jr. Like that's it. Like he's not coming back 
a year from now to shoot again. Like that's right. it. You yeah. Know. I, I the way that I would do it if it was smart, I would just shoot the whole fucking exactly. thing yeah. and then just split it up into two. Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna have a four hour long movie, exactly. which I'd be okay with. Yeah. If we did, like, if we brought back, like, the, like, if we did, like, they did, like, a really big event, like Tarantino did, mm. and it's just, like, you got a shitload of a long movie, and you got an intermission, go hang out, do mm. that. Mm. I'd be okay with that kind of event for, like, a, like, a full double feature of the event. For, you know, only, only because it's been 10 years in the making, and mm -hmm. people would legitimately do it. Right. You know, it's like, an, yeah, after two hours, and you have an intermission, like, people would talk to each other. Can you believe, like, that, that would be an event to yeah. where that, that would be justifiable. So yeah. that would be interesting. See, so I don't know if, if they might do it like after the part two came out. They might do a double feature event, kind of like that. That would be so awesome. That like would who, be cool. who has the dick to do? Like well, now that you said, like who has the dick and balls to do that? You know, like Harry Potter could have did some shit like that. Uh, Lord of the Rings could have did stuff like that. You know, but it's like you really have yeah. to have the dick and balls, you know, there together simultaneously to be able to have someone sit, say you're selling a four-hour movie and there's going to be a 15-minute intermission in yep. between. You know, it's like I've, I haven't seen that in my lifetime. You know, a movie like not, not a legitimate like type movie. It's been done. Yeah, the you closest know, thing is Tarantino with uh, Hateful Eight. Because no. he had a three-hour-and-a-half movie, and he I, had an intermission. I was, uh, was going to go uh, – well, it's still Tarantino, but I was going to go with the Grindhouse movie that he did with um, – Robert Rodriguez. It was Rodriguez. Yeah, it was two separate movies, and um, they had an intermission in between that. But it was like that wasn't like a, a four-hour type of experience right. either. And it wasn't, you know, the, 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 the mass of like Lord of the Rings yep. or even The Hobbit or Harry Potter, like to where it's just going to be everywhere to where everyone had that experience of you remember when we went to the movies and we sat through an intermission for four hours yeah you know it's like for yeah. four hours yeah that would be cool i would love to see that for the avengers like when mm. part two comes out yeah i think that would make I mean, that, would, nice. that would make a shitload of money yeah. like people would be all into that do you know how much money the like movie theaters should be pumping that up you know how much money they're going to make at the concession stands oh, like sure that's where they get all their money anyway yeah, yeah. at the bars too yes man and, like yeah. oof when we when I worked at the bar and Star Wars came out, mm -hmm. I sold so many goddamn Star Wars themed drinks. Yeah, Disney. People just bought them because they were blue and red. That's what they were. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Blue. It's blue. It's red. But no, that's Star Wars now. Yeah. That is now Star Wars. It was literally like it was Patron on both drinks. Mm. The only difference is that one of them had blue curacao mm. and the other one had grenadine. <laughs> You know, it's the only difference. And then the great thing about it is they're going to sell those exact same drinks on 4th of July and yep. it's going to call be called patriotism. Yep. It has nothing to do with Star Wars. And they just July. make a pina colada one and then just fucking mm. stick one in the middle Bow. and that's it. There we go. That's fucking it. God bless America and nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody else can go fucking <laughs> just rot in hell. This is America's time, yep. baby. Anyway, yeah. uh, I'm excited for next week. It's going to be like that's probably the first thing we're going to talk about on the podcast. Next I'm week. not going to see that in the movie yeah. next week. I'm going to try to. But uh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll hear your non-spoilers for yeah. what we got next week, yeah. That's right. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's it for today's episode. So let's do the spiel. You can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at the FFS Podcast. And you can find us on uh, Google Play Music App, uh, Google Play Podcast. Uh, no, it is Google Play Music App. Google, Google Play Music. Music App, iTunes Podcast App, Stitcher, and SoundCloud under the name for film's sake. And then... Uh, can my personal Twitter? Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who cut, am I? Cut. You had an existential <laughs> crisis right I? now. <laughs> and I am. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, my personal Twitter handle is at Brian Achia. I'm at T H A underscore V O N Z A. Hey. And uh, that's it for today's episode, guys. Uh, watch a quiet place if you're into that kind of movie.
It's a fun, gimmicky kind of spring horror movie. And uh, that's it. We'll see you bitches next week. Wait. Bye.